Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. G'day. How you doing, people? It's, uh, it's uh, as someone once said to me a long time ago, it's Bunny Sunday. <laughs> Happy Bunny Sunday to everybody out there. Uh, Easter Sunday, and um, it's welcome to the Eden Chill Zone it with chilled, isn't with it? Matt Stedman. Um, call me. My, oh, look, oh he's and, lifted. And, you've I was lifted. Just, I was just about to take the ball, and, and, and also with Cameron Smith. Oh, hello. How do you do? Um, I, I'm quite the heretical, um, heretical. Easter celebrant. So I, I don't observe any particular religion. So to me, Easter is probably just more about a long weekend than any deeper meaning. But hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. So what you're saying, to paraphrase, so if you're in a church right now, sort of. Oh no, I'm sounding disrespectful already. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a very important day yes. for Christians everywhere. So yes. we, we we acknowledge we that, acknowledge that, and uh, we mark that. And uh, but for uh, secular Australia, yes, which is um, a lot, which is which people. is both of us here in the studio and uh, many more. A, uh, a sample of 100% in this studio. <laughs> uh, we're just taking it easy. Uh, we've got my... You brought like, the world's biggest bag of little Easter eggs here. Oh, it's not that big. It's, it's pretty it? big. Yeah, it was pretty big. And it was half price. Oh, the, and this is your top tip. So if you if yeah. you have a craving for some well, Easter chocolate, uh, maybe just pop into the supermarkets today rather than yeah. doing it five days ago because everything's half price. 390 grams of glory. <laughs> uh, Lint Lindor, assorted. Mm, what's your favourite colour? <laughs> Getting into those <laughs> big questions they in are, Easter. of course, identical. No, who doesn't No, love they're not to... identical. Aren't they? They oh, are not. I will taste some there during are, the music. There are and red will... ones, there yes. are blue ones, and then there's the brown ones with hazelnut. Oh. Oh, the white ones too. They're not really chocolate. I look forward to trying them during the break. Oh, yes. Okay, so we'll do that. And we also have the lint uh, bunny with the bell around its neck. Yes. And the hot crust buns, which were completely rejected by Matt, who said, <laughs> well, I don't like those. I've never liked hot crust buns. I know. Look, you just said uh, the word of scants uh, was, was, it came to my mind. you were so pleased you took them out of your bag and you're like, look, Matt, look at that. I brought hot crust buns for the season. I'm like, and oh, you, okay. No, there was, there, was, like hot crust buns. there was a slight lip curl, if I'm honest. <laughs> Yeah, those. What are, what are you doing with those things? Um, yeah, look, it's it's Easter Sunday, and um, we've been promising to do this for a very long time. Mm. Just sit around, uh, eat chocolate, play some <laughs> tunes. Yes, uh, maybe have a guest. Yes, a, a single guest. We do have a guest, and we do have a good show coming up. So, so, but we, it's going to be a slightly different vibe. Than are you getting scared? Are you trying to reassure the yeah. listener? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, what could go wrong? Yeah. 
no, we've got some. Uh, we have some inspirations. We have some recipes for you. Uh, we've got a little bit of looking back, which we're going to have to do very, very shortly. Um, we um, uh, we are going to be having a well. Um, you know, we've hopefully that uh, all our phones work very, mm. very well. Um, we're going we're gonna to catch up again and have a quick vineyard update, this time with Finn Wines. Uh, Angus Heen from Finn Wines. So yes. We're going to be having a chat there, one of the winemakers and owners uh, of a, a very, very interesting place uh, in Dixon's Creek and uh, I think represents a younger generation of uh, winemakers. Yes. We've had them on the show before. Yes. And I have had a visit and I think they're just awesome guys and they make some really interesting wines and I thought, well... Duncan Buchanan, mm-hmm. our usual wine scribe, I rang him earlier in the week, mm-hmm. and I said, "Duncan, we need you, man. <laughs> Duncan, can you gonna you gonna answer the call?" And he went, "No," and he and he evoked the Rocco rule, oh. and I went, "What the is the Rocco rule, mm-hmm. Duncan?" And he said, "Oh, you've forgotten already. Don't Rocco's my son." Yes. and I went, "Oh yeah, I know. He's the one that you took to the Kiss concert, right?" <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah," and I said, "There's a tradition where he goes down to." And you're going to laugh. You mm-hmm. ready for the Shaden Freud? Mm-hmm. He's at Bell's Beach. Oh. <laughs> Not the best weather for surfing, I wouldn't have thought. But. I hope he, he's getting to hopefully try out the Gore-Tex. <laughs> yes. We, we hope he has Gore-Tex or uh, at least Umbrella. No, he's, he's taken Rocco down, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. So I thought, oh, let's get the guys from Finn on. So, See how their vintage um, has gone. I, I would say, just yeah. looking out the window, if the grapes aren't all in by now, then you're probably not having a very good weekend as a, as a winemaker? Well, hopefully it represents a very, very small percentage of, mm. the, uh, of the total, I think. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, looking back at 12.08 here on 3 Triple O. See, this is great. Look at this. Mm. It's 12.08. Yes. And we don't have to panic. Though we've just been talking for too long. Yes. And, and anyway, how are you guys going out there? How's your Easter Sunday? And, uh, and unlike Duncan, are you... You warm at home, and are you in the mm. the hearth? Was the hearth? How do you say the hearth? Well, the hurt hearth. We'll run Earth. with that. Are you near a fireplace? There you go. How about that? I reckon if you are uh, if you're listening to us somewhere around Melbourne, you probably picked a good long weekend to not go away. It's not a terribly pleasant weekend to be sort of on vacation or holiday, but it does feel like half of Melbourne moves out. For yeah. the four-day weekend. So the traffic on Thursday evening, Friday morning is mental. Mental. So I'm feeling rather... Crazy. Crazy. I'm feeling rather smug as someone who's just happy just to hang out at home for a few days. And and dare I say it, this is maybe something that might make you even happier if, you, if you're in this position, mm. that you're able to just open up the freezer door mm. and you have a casserole or a wet dish or, you know, some sort of thing you can just... Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're starting a long, slow braise at the moment. Um, or maybe you're thinking about roasting a whole cauliflower. Now, this is normally what we talk about sort of in July, August. and it's Oh, so it's, yes, your theory. My th- we seem to have just accidentally skipped autumn this season. Now, autumn yeah. might come back in a few days with a vengeance, but we had a longish summer Um and then uh, we've gone straight summer. into sort of... Summer was a bit... It was mild. It was mild. Um, it was wet. 
And so you were at, for example, Fed Square last. We'll talk about last week in a second. Yeah. And you had like one day where it was cold oh, and it was rainy and it was, wet. It was yin and yang. And then the next day was a it was, gorgeous it, 25 degrees sunny autumn day. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, and we will talk about mm. that a little bit later. But let's um, just acknowledge our dirty little secret. <laughs> oh, last week's show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we Normally, radio does not look back. No. Radio is relentlessly focused forward. Yes. If you're on those other commercial things, it's coming up. You know, that sort yeah. of thing. You know, you, you, you've sort of heard, no, I th- I you've last, heard about that stuff, I thought haven't last you? week's show was excellent because we did for the first time ever a, a, a symphony of alcohol in three parts. <laughs> it was a wonderful show, but the only... Uh, and we did admit at the front it, yes. was, it was pre-recorded because you had other commitments. Yes, um, we, at, came, we, yeah, we came clean. And unbeknownst to everyone, there was a slight snafu with the play-out of that show, um, which, you know, sometimes happens. Yeah, there was. Um, uh, um, 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 it was sort of like when you're in in the um, in the post office and the uh, and the letter gets put in the wrong box. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of what happened. Um, but and sometimes you have to pop, if you have your you know maybe you have to pop next door to your neighbour and knock on the door and say, "Hey, did you get my post?" Yeah. So so what happened was um, on at noon on Sunday. Uh, zero G yes. came on, right? Which and all, and all these people are going, oh, my God, I need to adjust the dosage of what I'm taking. Uh, have we just gone into a time void? Uh, no, dear listener, that's not what happened. But there was calamity behind the scenes, right? So, so you've got to imagine what happens at a radio station like this is when a – like that's a that's a nine out of ten on the whoop scale yeah, radio wrong, land, wrong right? Show. And then there was this guy, right, who said, "Hold my beer." That's the only way I can describe it. He said, "Hold my beer." And what was his name? Jack. Matt? Jack. Jack, our saviour. Oh, from from IT. Who offline or is it the right word? I don't so, know. Somehow, no, when you're when you're not in the house, when you're yeah, remote, remote. Yeah, yeah. He remotely tapped into the network and was able to find the file, mm-hmm. put it in, stop Rob, who we love, by the way. <laughs> Rob, we love you if you're listening. Um, and uh, was able to start eat it from the beginning, all eight minutes. And um, and then also at the other end, we have to also acknowledge indigenuity because yeah. – they really took one because you don't have to, you know, and I don't know what I would have done. No, I would have probably done the same. But they said, no, let it play out. Yeah. Let it live its full life. Yeah. It didn't get the plug pulled. It didn't get the green injection. No. It played all out, so you got to hear it. And, um, yeah, you got to hear the whole context of how this – Symphony of the Stedman in A minor <laughs> in three movements was uh, was able to be something. Hmm. So yeah. apologies for the brief interruption in space time continuum. Yep. These things sometimes happen. Brief interruption. That's a beautiful set of words well, there, man. I really like that. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. Triple R is listener supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support Triple R by donating or becoming a subscriber, hit up rrr.org.au to find out how. Just a, a quick little anecdote about Gordon Ramsay. And I remember doing this thing and I remember thinking, he assembled all these media, right? Mm. 
for a media lunch, you know, and they're mm-hmm. all sort of, well, not quite like puppies, but, you know, anyway, we're all there mm-hmm. and we're all going, yeah, feed me, feed me, you know, this is great. Got the noses in the trough if we're all, <laughs> if we're honest about this. And then um, he did something which to this day, I don't know whether he was just doing something just to take the piss. Mm-hmm. Excuse my French on this. Take the piss with the media and see who bites. And mm-hmm. he was doing this thing where he was he was giving us and he was calling them we've we've developed this amazing ingredient that people don't think about. Radish tails. Seriously. And he was and he was taking this the the um the end bits of the radish. Yeah, the little right? the little sort of rat tail bit. The yeah. rat tails. Mm. And he was like the they sort of trimmed them down a little bit and cleaned them so they didn't have, didn't look like a hairy rat tail, but just a rat tail. And he was giving it to the media and he says, try this. The intensity of the flavour is amazing. And, and people are chewing on these, on these tails of radishes and they're all, and a lot of going, it's amazing. Oh my God, I never thought of this. Why had we not thought of putting these rat's tails as a garnish? And... And I and I still to this day it's sort of like, you know, there's there's a tale of Barry Manilow. Mm-hmm. Barry Manilow was at a party once, mm-hmm. and Bob Dylan came up to him, and and apparently he came up to Barry Manilow and he just alone, mm-hmm. or while well, he was alone at this party and he said, "We all love what you're doing," <laughs> and then just walked off, <laughs> right. And Barry Manilow just implodes. <laughs> He's just going, he didn't know. And, um, yeah, I don't know, to this day, Gordon, what were you doing with those radishes? But anyway, my name is Cam Smith. Across from me I have the redoubtable, the rockin', the, the diggable. My name is Matt Stebbin. Hello. And, uh, my name is- and it's a cruisy Easter Sunday edition of Eat It. Um, yeah. Easter traditionally, most normally, falls in the month of April. You're listening to a Triple R podcast. Discover more podcasts from Triple R exploring science, technology, food, books, social issues, politics, and more. To listen, hit up the Triple R website or your favourite podcast platform. We will have a guest soon. We've, um, yeah, we're going to talk wine. Yeah, we're going to talk wine. We've got Gus from Finn Wines. But um, we're just indulging ourselves, mm. really. It feels good. Mm. It feels really good. It's like halfway between sort of eat it and the beach shack. Yes, it is. I mean, there'll be no water sports on the beach shack. No. No, no the, the, uh, the catamarans are definitely in. They're moored. Yeah, there's no snorkeling today. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Um, but, uh, let's see. I wanted to circle back yes. the, uh, the Wagoons and, uh, talk about one of my favorite, really, really favorite YouTube channels, like cooking wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, there's, um, I don't know. Oh, gosh, gosh, what's his name now? I've forgotten the name of his show. The French guy. (laughs) (laughs) The French guy. Just Google that, you'll be fine. Uh, Anyway, but but across his his brother in in frying pans Mm. and wooden spoons and such uh, is not 
just another cooking show, mm-hmm. which uh, both Matt and I agree is just probably one of the best things. Uh, Alex, sorry, is the name of the the French, French guy. guy yes. Thank you. Mm. Uh, but we uh, also agree that uh, this guy who's in New York City somewhere, mm. who lives in a really really big flat in New York City, mm-hmm. he must be doing well, and he is doing well. Um, really speaks to us, and uh, you came up with the best analogy of all, Matt. What's he like? He's like your more knowledgeable big brother yeah. who's guiding you to the best music in a record store. Yeah. But think that, but for cooking, primarily Italian yeah. cooking. Think if you were you were young and, you know, you, you got some, you know, the guy that he, he just taps you on the shoulder and goes, Cam, get away from the racy there, <laughs> right? Come over here. Racy. Yeah, well, you like <laughs> that? dating yourself, but yes. Yeah, I am. I'm, yeah, he said, come. No, and wait, here's, here's, the, here's the payoff. Yes. Come and have a look at Brian Eno. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Television. Mm-hmm. New York Dolls. Mm-hmm. This is where you should be at, man. Mm-hmm. Not racy. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, here. And he puts his arm, he takes you around the, there to the good part. And... Um, our man, our boy, mm-hmm. our boy from Bronx. Yeah. Um, well, he does the the great Roman trio of pastors mm. so well, and you've been doing four. I think there's four of them. Was it four? Mm. Okay, Cacio Pepe, Grizza, mm-hmm. Amatriciana, and Carbonara. Oh, that's not part of the four, oh, isn't it? I don't think so. But yeah, okay, it's sort of it's in that emulsified way. Mm. Oh, look, we'll say you're going to throw it to me, aren't you? I'm gonna, yeah, it's yours. It's yours. <laughs> um, and and he was the one that really upped my pasta game because mm-hmm. you know, like you know, a lot of people, I could say, yeah, I make a pretty wicked stir fry in the past, mm-hmm. and I can make a bolognese, mm-hmm. and I can do a few bits and pieces, I can make a, a decent Napoli sauce and all that sort of stuff, but to take pasta to that next step where you you utilise, you're utilising the starchy water, mm-hmm. and then you're saving some of that to build up your sauce and yes. to, to make the pasta all silky mm-hmm. and emulsification... You might be able to say get that aglio olio. Yes. Yeah? But not from uh, Rome. Not from what? Not from Rome, but yes. No, not from Rome. Mm. I don't know where. But you're right in saying... Uh, Maybe uh, aglio olio is some, you know, desolate part of Sicily. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, you're right, it's, it's another simple pasta that is um, really only two or three ingredients. Yeah. But the technique is so critical. And and, and the feels. Yeah. You've got to have the feels. Yeah. You taught us the feels, man. So we're talking about not another cooking show on yeah. YouTube. Give it a give it a googs if you want to. And um, the one that I want to do. Yes. My next one that he has done. Um, it's titled The Legendary, uh, Legendary Cavatelli Pasta. Mm. I Can't Stop Eating. And this is three ingredients, which is pretty much, um, sorry if you're a, a veggie, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could probably do uh, some other thing. We'll get Shannon Martin is on the, onto this. Yes. She's probably already done <laughs> it anyway. it. Yeah, I did that two years ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't you pay attention? Slap! Um, but this is um, homemade cavatelli. Mm. which are like little caves. Mm-hmm. So you sort of make do these little, um, you make the pasta dough, you have the small cylinders, mm-hmm. about a half inch, and then you, with your thumb you drag it 
and then you cause it to do like a little half part. It looks like a little wave. Like a little wave or a little shell maybe? A little shell. Mm. Mm. Uh, and uh, with that, you just have chopped up. It's not even broccolini. He uses broccoli, which is great, mm-hmm. which makes it so accessible. Pork bins. And as he said, this this dish, the way I do it, it's quite um, it's quite wet. Mm-hmm. He said... Um, a lot of times, if you get this in restaurants, it's too dry and they put these great big chunks of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Just looks grunny. Looks re- really, really good. So it's pasta, it's broccoli, and it's pork mince, and that's it. And, and, then, then, and if you're making and then, your own. And maybe and, and a, a little bit of And uh, parmesan. Because he says um, um, the pecorino makes it too salty. So, yeah, I don't know. If you want to up your pasta game and if you've got nothing to do this Sunday. And other than the, the parmesan, that's pretty budget-friendly too. Yeah. And a, a block of grana isn't that much. And, no. and it's amazing. If you're using a microplane, a fine microplane... Yes, you get a lot from a little, don't you? And and that's one of the things he does. He uses a lot, and I'll tell you, I'll cut to the chase. Mm. One of his big tips, and one of the greatest things I've learned about it, and you did too on mm. your second pass of the Cacio Pepe, mm-hmm. yeah, mm. um, was the fact that... You get it to a certain stage where you mix it all through and then you you put in this cloud of parmesan in, mm-hmm. but you do it off heat Yes, after it's been resting mm-hmm. for at least two minutes because you want to bring down that temperature. So rather than denaturing the proteins of the cheese and making it all stringy and mm. not so good, you, um, you it then becomes this glorious... Emulsification. Yes. Yeah. Well, look at that. Time's flying. Easter Sunday. Um, you're just hanging out with us. And mm. you know what? We are so honoured mm. and uh, and happy that uh, with, uh, with the family around or friends around or maybe you've got a little glass of something special, maybe something's in the oven cooking and it's starting to smell magnificent. We are so glad that uh, we are a part of your Easter Sunday. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. To find out more about Triple R or to explore many more shows, podcasts, articles, videos and interviews, head to the Triple R website at rrr.org.au. Uh, how you doing out there, folks? It's, uh, it's a chilled out Sunday here at Triple uh, R. We get chocolate. We haven't had any yet. No, we haven't yet. We haven't actually Shell. had any something because we have to use our <laughs> mouths not for mastication. Narrow. Mm-hmm. We're here for education because mm-hmm. that's our license. That's our whole thing. And on the line, uh, we have uh, a group of winemakers. They reside on a hillside of the gateway of the Yarra Valley where they grow all sorts of groovy stuff. They uh, they have specially printed bottles, which look quite handsome, I've got to say. But uh, they have a certain alchemy in the way that they blend and make wines to make new style wines, which I think are really, really delicious. And uh, and you know what? They rock. They're really cool. And uh, I've got one of them on the line now. Uh, from Dixon's Creek, although he's escaped, he's not on duty at the cellar door. We've got Gus. A.K.A. Angus, uh, who's uh, kind of chilling out, and um, he's at home 
with uh, significant other and um, I think having a good time. How's your Easter Sunday going, Gus? It's actually going really well. I'm actually at my my partner's mum's place and we're just heating up some hot cross buns and about to crack a bottle of champagne. So, mm, mm. what do you? Is, what sort of is a Frenchie you doing? Yeah, yeah. Because sure I'm thinking the, the toastiness of a French champagne would actually work uh, with uh, with a hot cross bun, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess those those brioche flavors. Yeah, butter. I see a link. <laughs> or a really good excuse to open up a French champagne anyway. <laughs> Any excuse. Yeah, so um, I sort of gave a bit of a, you know, um, um, my description of Finn wines. Um, how would you describe this trio that's got together and, and what you're producing there on the hill at Dixon's Creek? Um, I guess we're just we're trying to make youthful, drinkable uh, young wines that mm. are that are driven with a line of acidity and the kind of wines that you can crack open on a Wednesday night with a pizza or mm. uh, drink uh, on a Sunday afternoon in the park. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we're uh, we have two labels. Um, Finn is definitely our more fun and and playful. Take on label. viticulture, yes. Then we've got Cray. So Cray is just the Yarra Valley project. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So Cray spends a little bit longer in barrel and is a little bit more stylistic down the line. And a bit more of a legacy wine, shall we say, rather than uh, let's sure. just uh, let's just enjoy summer and, um, you know, um, let our hair down and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Finn, we get a bit more experimental, so. And I'm I'm digging the message. I have. I've um, tried a, quite a few of your wines, and they're they're bloody. They're really yeah. They're really really good fun to uh, to have. And I was uh, we thought maybe it might be a good idea because we check up with Duncan Buchanan uh, as to you know how vintage has been going. Uh, I think, as I said to the head of the show, Duncan couldn't join us because he's him and his son are at <coughs> Pulse Beach. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, hopefully, as we say in Gore-Tex. Um, yeah, and... it's a beautiful day to be at Bell's Beach. Oh, isn't it? Eh? <laughs> it eat? might be. I don't know. Well, yeah, you never know. I mean, maybe they've you know they've built a fire and they're all around it. Yeah, and... maybe they're having a filled pasta and a bottle of Nebbiolo. Yeah, maybe. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, first of all, uh, what are you? What is? Uh, what's your Easter Sunday over? Once you get past those hot crust buns and the toasty notes and the brioche of the uh, the champers. Yeah, then I'll probably uh, make some filled pasta and drink some Nebbiolos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no plans for the afternoon. Yes, it, even just, even just better. Taking it slow. It's been a it's been a uh, busy past five or six weeks with well, vintage. So. You've been flogging yourselves. I mean, um, this is. Where you really winemakers and everybody in, involved in you know the the back of house of a um, of vineyards really has to lift and and keep going and keep going because you're in the campaign and and nature isn't going to wait for you to catch up. And yeah. I was talking to John Joe, one of um, your partners, 
And uh, he was saying he was really, really happy because he said you got about 98% of your, your wines in. They're all bubbling away either in barrel or in tank. Yeah, especially before all this rain. Yeah. Um, we do. We, we tend to pick pick a lot earlier than than most in the Yarra Valley. So that's sort of worked in our favour this year. But mm. it, oh. uh, it wasn't without its troubles. It was a very tough growing season with all the rain. Yeah, and, and lack of sunshine too. Yeah, um, exactly. So if... If you can get the stuff in, um, the the view, the widespread view has been that um, we're going to get some really, really beautiful, elegant wines. They're not going to be jammy because they're there's not just that much sunshine. Yeah, um, I so see it, lots of uh, lots of rosés this year. Oh, really? Yeah, just because the fruit hasn't had that chance to to really ripen up, so. And so what is it, by leaving it on the skins, you, you give a bit more, as well as sort of the tannins and the structure, do you also com, uh, contribute a, a fruit aspect to that if you leave it on skin? Yeah, absolutely. Ah, we, uh, I saw, I saw this guy. But it's, uh, yeah, obviously comes down to how ripe those grapes get. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, with thin, everything's we... pretty light, light and light and funky anyway yeah um so yeah we're, we're happy this is good this is good so um just uh for those um uh, that are not aware of um the wines uh, one of the things that certainly struck me is that you have in the three of you have three you're all really different and yet this this one thing unites you and and it's like this really, really beautiful Venn diagram, the three of you. And I was wondering if maybe you want to just give a, a description of the three of you. And uh, don't worry about talking about the others. They're not listening, so you can, you know, be a bit, <laughs> bit cheeky. Uh, yeah, so let's let's talk about uh, John Joe. How would you describe him and what does he bring to the to the bottle? Well, John Joe, uh, he's been referred to lately as the numbers guy. Really? Um, yeah, right. Because he, uh, he's the one that keeps everything ticking along. Okay. Back of house. Yes. But he's also the mad scientist. Yeah, John, the... John Joe, long-haired guy who favours the flannel shirt and uh, wandering around in Crocs a lot. Yep, spends uh, too much time on YouTube. Yeah, right. Um, always tinkering with things. Yes. Even in the, even in the middle of... Uh, Vintage when there was things to be doing, he uh, decided that he, he would attach some some night lights onto the tractor. Yes, um, but we've never driven the tractor at night. No. So. <laughs> That's great, John Joe. Good on you, mate. And, and then, then yeah. there's Ollie, yeah, who's uh, also known as Farm Daddy. Yeah, and he comes from an orchard background, right? Oh, and wine, and his, wine. His dad owns Yering Farm Wines. Yes. Um, so he, he grew up in a winery his whole life. Yes. And uh, that's that's his whole he, – wine's his whole thing. Right. So he's uh, he's really in charge over vintage. Yes. Okay. He's worked, so, worked, me, worked me to the bone. Right. So he's the one that, that you report to, say, yeah, I've done that. What, what do I do now? Exactly. Almost, yeah. And then there's you. What's And what's, what's your thing? 
I'm the city city slicker. You are, and 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 you're also, uh, yeah. And I also take it when I met you, you're also a bit of a mentor for the others of uh, showing them how to lo- live well. <laughs> well, my background's in hospitality. Yeah. Um. So. I come from a wine drinking background. Nice, nice. So, you, so you, you represent the consumer, but you also, um, there's a very, very great happenstance in the fact that um, you have access to being able to print on bottles. And one of the things that is a point of difference, Matt, with Finn Wines and dear listener, um, is that um, a lot of the, the bottles of Finn have no paper labels. No, 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 no. What have they got on them? Well, yeah, my my parents, uh, my parents' company in Preston, Glasdeck, they they service the hospitality industry. Uh, they import wine glasses and beer glasses and and screen print on them for. I'd say I'd say ninety percent of the printed glasses in in Victoria are done through Glasdeck. Mm. Um, so that's also where where I've been working for the last eight years. Yep. Uh, up until up until recently, when I joined. John, John, Ollie, full time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we've had access to all the equipment there, so it's a it's definitely been a labour of love. Um, takes takes a fair amount of time to print that many bottles. It's all manually done. Yeah, but it's um, it's a really really great great point of difference, and it um, and it contributes to. Uh, this new and emerging brand. Tell me what is uh, what's going to be in your pasta. Oh, I haven't even thought about it yet, to be honest. Great. I'm probably more thinking about the the French champagne the and, and oh, just the Nebbiolo, right? Oh, but this is this is this is Guinness weather now. <laughs> yeah, we have. We've moved into Stout and and Porter, <laughs> and uh, where is I hope that firewood is dry because uh, it sounds good. Well, listen, buddy. Uh, if people want to look at your wines, uh, obviously Finn Wines is. Uh, where to go, um, and have you guys got any events coming up you want to plug, seeing I've got you here? Oh, I know I know that um, I think it's May the 1st. We're doing something with Drinks Victoria. Mm. Um, that'll be down at Docklands. I think there's going to be oh, yeah. about 200 producers there. Right. Uh, so big, big wine and cider tasting. Cool. But then, yeah, we'll do, we'll do some things up at the cellar door, definitely over winter. Yeah, um, you know, have some food and have some fires, drink some wine. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sounds Best good way to me. Keep up to date is on the socials. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. You know. Well, we're going to let you go and get to that. Uh, um, well, the rest of your Easter Sunday. <laughs> Thanks, Cam. Uh, we've got to get you back up there. Can't wait to, uh, yeah, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, say hi to the rest of the boys and um, thanks for your time and we'll sign off. Thanks, mate. Mm. Well, Matt, here we are back in the studio. It, you were a bit worried about us filling the show. <laughs> now I feel like a Nibbiolo. Me too. I uh, very much enjoyed that sort of more laid back vibe. It's kind of nice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah one you have two, dear listener. Yeah, yes, we, we, we do indeed. And uh we had a, a good chat with Gus, so mm-hmm. yeah, Finn Wines. You showed me um some, some images of the bottles that were printed just um after they look they look amazing. So check them out. Finn Wines, so F I N. Yeah. Whack it in your search engine and have a little look.
Um, yeah, and if you're in the area, um, I think John Joe's looking after the cellar door all by himself. Mm-hmm. And maybe thinking about putting uh, maybe special reverse lights on that tractor to make it even more illuminating <laughs> at night time when they never use it. <laughs> hey, John Joe, if you're listening, I don't know if you... Do you get Triple R and Dixon's Creek? Of yes. course you do. Loud and clear. And if you don't, you always have us on the web. Yes. Um, highlight for the uh, the uh, Food and Wine Festival, mm. I've just got to say, is that... Uh, well, the reason I wasn't here last week was yes. because I was looking after the stage at Fed Square, which were, was a great honour. You were hosting at Fed Square. And SIP School, which mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. Um, but one of the, the best things was uh, Tom Serafian, mm. he of the Heavenly Hummus mm. and uh, the uh, terrific Tom. Uh, <laughs> yes. I got to have his Kibanaya. Not, oh, nice. Not once, but uh-huh. twice. Uh-huh. Two days of it. And also he makes these empanadas, and that's not the right word, but, you know, little um, half circles with his own Arisa. Amazing. Mm. Uh, what do we need to do wrapping this thing up? What do we do to land this thing? I don't know. I think we say uh, have a good rest of your Easter Sunday. Good idea. Hope I like it's that. relaxing for you. I like that. Yes. Hi, this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. 